Hello, friends. And welcome to The Magic of Mamahood. We are your hosts, Stephanie and Caitlin. In this podcast, we talk about all things mom. We are on a mission to empower moms one episode at a time with holistic and real approaches to fitness, pregnancy, postpartum, and parenting. Join us as we craft the pages to the manual of mamahood together. Hey guys, welcome. Tonight we have a special guest, someone who is very special to me. We go way back um, to early adulthood when we were trying to figure out who we were. <laughs> I think we're still trying to figure that out. But anyway, we have Kimberly Hansley Parrish on, who is a mental health counselor, and she is going to talk with us about play therapy tonight. She is wonderful, super empathetic, and I cannot imagine a better person to have on to discuss this stuff. So welcome, Kimberly. Hi, thanks for having me. Welcome. We're so excited to talk to you. I'm excited to be here. So, yes. So we usually start off our um, podcast with weekly wins Um, and it can be anything that you are proud of. I know it's only Monday or is it Monday? Yes, it's Monday. (laughs) That's the kind of week I've had already, Um, but I know it's only Monday. So if you want to tell us something that you won about or that you're happy about like this weekend or whatever, um, Caitlin, let's start with you. You can go first. (laughs) Okay, so I, we finally went, like bought our new house, which is nice because it has gone on and on and on. So last week, my weekly win is that I passed my certified personal trainer exam. Yay! I started a new job. Oh my and gosh. we bought a house. So, That's amazing. Yeah. You had a, a lot of week. things. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I do not recommend. Zero out of 10. <laughs> um, what about you, Kimberly? Um, well, you know, my kids were gone for the weekend. So my husband and I went down to Port Aransas, Texas, which is like South Texas. And I caught like a huge fish. (laughs) I don't normally fish, but I caught a really big fish in the ocean. And I held it with my own hands, which is not something like I normally would have done. (laughs) So I was pretty proud of myself for doing that. that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, Okay. My win. My win's pretty boring compared to you guys, but we we uh finally we decorated our house for Halloween, so that was my win. Oh, (laughs) but it but it's nice and festive now, so it's fun. I love that, and your kids are perfect ages. Yeah, they love it. (laughs) It's awesome. Okay, well, we are going to jump right into questions. So, first question, Kimberly, is tell us what play therapy is? Well, so children really, um, like if you, if you were to take them to a therapist and like sit them on a couch and say like, okay, like tell, tell them what's going on in your life. They would just kind of stare at you. (laughs) Right. And be like, no, (laughs) I don't have anything to tell this person. Um, you know, children talk through play. That's how they like express themselves. That's like how they learn. Right. That's when you like give a baby, like things you let them put stuff in their mouth right because like that's how they're learning mm-hmm. so like play therapy is like like when you let someone like learn and grow and like resolve like their difficulties um and grow like using like their natural way of communication 
So mm-hmm. that's how like a child or an adult, like some adults do play therapy. Um, yeah. That's like how they would like naturally communicate is through play. That's so wow, that's so cool. Um, how old, this is not a question, sorry, but how old um, do kids need to be to start it? Or like, what's the youngest that you've seen? I I personally don't see kids under the age of three. Um, okay. There are people that like specialize in like infantile like play therapy. I am yeah. not one of them. <laughs> um, okay. But, you know, I, I see kids like as long as they can like do some verbal processing and like talk a little bit with me. I, I will see them um, if they're completely like nonverbal, can't talk or not if they won't talk, that's different. Yeah. Can't mm-hmm. talk and won't talk are different. But um, if they can talk or of talking age, mm-hmm. then I will see them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's cool. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So, okay. Here's another question. Um, how is play therapy different from other types of therapy? You kind of touched on this, but... Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, in like therapy, like you would like sit down and like talk with someone and like a therapist would like give you some advice and you'd like work through it kind of like simultaneously, like with them and you kind of problem solve and go through it together. Well, the really cool thing about play therapy is like you're helping the child or adult I'm gonna say child, but just for the purposes here, I mean, anybody doing play therapy, um, you're helping them like build their own self-confidence, their own problem solving skills. So in the future, like they know how to do it themselves. Um, You're helping them build their own like relationships because like the really important part of play therapy is the relationships that like I build with that child. So they're finding like a lot of self-worth and a lot of like validation in like the way that I'm interacting with them because mm. it's a lot different. Like the kid is in charge pretty much in that room. They can do what they want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll use like my, like my own kids have seen a therapist before and like I came out once and the therapist was like, well, there's like sand in her socks. So <laughs> I'm like, cool. <laughs> so take them off outside. <laughs> like, yeah. So like, like, that's not something I would allow, like, at home. It's like, mm-hmm. no, like, we're not putting, like, you know, so, like, in that room, the child's in charge. Like, they get to be the boss, like, the rules. Now, we have some rules. Like, you can't hurt me. Like, yeah. you can't, like, put sand all over my floor. If you yeah. want to put sand in your socks and then put your shoes on, I guess, like, you could do that if you want. Mm. So, so, you they it, can play with, like, you have a, you just have, like, a bunch of toys in your room, in the room, and they're playing while talking to you, right? Yeah, and, like, sometimes we're, like, kind of watching how they play. Like, is it very chaotic? Um, Is it very aggressive? You know, we have very specific toys in there, like, you know, handcuffs, a dollhouse, um, Mm. a sand tray. Like, and we'll give them a directive sometimes. Like, like, show me what your world looks like, right? And we have all these miniatures and, like, a sand tray, and they'll take – you know, lions and like really aggressive stuff sometimes and put that in the sand tray and build something that kind of is representate, like it represents like what's going on in their world and they don't have to use their words, but they can like, oh, like the dinosaur is going to eat this person. And you're like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so there's like some pretty like aggressive things or like if they're playing in the dollhouse and like, you know, the dad's always yelling at the mom and the mom's always like yelling at the dad. 
you kind mm-hmm. of like see like a glimpse into their home or yeah. if the parents are always yelling at the kid you kind of like get these images you know if they've had a lot of trauma they may take those handcuffs and handcuff you and drag you around the room mm. yeah wow mm. that's so, really wow that's like really powerful yeah it is yeah so people think like you're just like playing with their kid right this is like the most expensive babysitter I've ever paid for Mm -hmm. right (laughs) (laughs) who wants to pay over a hundred dollars for a babysitter (laughs) but but, you know like what we're doing with that kid and giving them like power to like rewrite their story yeah to Mm -hmm. um, take control over a situation they didn't have control over before it really gives them some like power and some confidence yeah Yeah. and you get to see like a glimpse into their world and I'm sure as a parent you can see how they view like their own world Mm -hmm. yeah yeah well so that's major to unpack that trauma at a young age too you know that's huge yeah yeah and then teaching them like some skills right mm. yeah like coping skills yeah So you touched on it a lot, actually, about the techniques used in play therapy, but what kind of skills um, would you instill in a kid who's displayed that trauma? Um, So like sometimes I'll like have them like draw a picture of them and their family, you know, and I'll kind Mm -hmm. of like look and see like, okay, like where are you in like relationship to your parents? You know, are you with both of them? Are you with mom? Are you with dad? Are you by yourself? Are they together? Um, we'll have them like draw like things we'll do music we'll do like toy and object play we'll do the sand tray we'll have them tell stories sometimes we dance so Mm. we do like a lot of like breathing exercises um Mm. like self-regulation if they will go with it I do like some yoga poses with them which are like very Mm. calming like a lot of the um has like child's pose and like things like that like I have a book of like yoga poses for like children and Mm -hmm. I usually will let them like look through it and see if like one looks really cool for them there's a book called and then you know I probably shouldn't be like referencing it because I don't have it with me and I don't know who wrote it it's called (laughs) breathe like a bear (laughs) oh I love it it's called breathe like a bear and it has like all these different breathing exercises for kids in it and they're just like oh like this is hot soup and they're not all like really specific but they kind of just give them and they make them fun for them um and so I'll have them like pick one out and we'll just do like different like mindfulness type techniques we'll do like a calming jar if I because I I tend to like bring in a lot of like angry nine-year-olds I don't I really don't know (laughs) I have a lot of angry nine-year-old clients so (laughs) um (laughs) (laughs) they'll come in and we'll do like calming jars and we'll talk about like different ways to calm yourself when you're angry and you know like what makes you angry and a lot of them have like witnessed it somewhere yeah right and so they're like doing what they were taught yeah or like they're doing it because like their parents have no boundaries with them Mm. yeah Mm -hmm. so they're doing it because they can get away with it Mm mm-hmm so, yeah. That's kind of how I feel with Mabry sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, okay, we gotta, we gotta be a little firmer because Joe and I are like, wait, 
what do we have to do here? We don't know what we're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So how long is a play therapy session typically? It depends on how old the kid is and like what they can handle. So at tops, they're like 45 minutes. Um, Mm. I have some kids that can't handle more than like 20. So I'll spend like 20 minutes talking to the parent. Mm-hmm. and then the last 20 or 25 with the kiddo. Okay. Okay. And so you've touched on this a lot too, especially like the family life and unpacking that trauma, but what else is addressed in play therapy that you've seen? So my personal style is it like a lot of parent coaching. So mm-hmm. I'm like a very like attachment focused just in like my practice in general, like I don't just Mm -hmm. see kids, I see like teenagers, and I see like a lot of moms. And so I do a lot of like parent coaching. So I spend like probably like every three or four sessions, especially with like younger kids, I have a parent session. And I usually talk to the parents five to 10 minutes of every session I have with their kid. And so I like I want to know, like, how were you as a kid? What were your parents Mm -hmm. like when you were a kid? Because, like, that's going to tell me, like, what, what's happening in your home, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) Yeah. Like, like, there's no way, like, that didn't translate in, like, some way. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether you're, like, overcorrecting for what happened to you as a child or if you're just mimicking what happened to you as a child. Mm -hmm. So, it it can go, like, to either extreme or if you're, like, and you could be, like, somewhere in the middle. So, like, I want to know, like, about that. And I usually ask about that pretty up front, like, in my intake. But then, you know, you you kind of, like, work with the parents to give them, like, solutions. Like, well, like, I want you to try this at home, like, set firmer boundaries. Or maybe instead of spanking, try this. Like, spanking doesn't seem to be working. Like, your kid's Mm. hitting you back. (laughs) So, (laughs) maybe because your mom spanked doesn't mean you should spank, too. Yeah. Um you know, like, and things like that. So just like helping them find like other solutions. It's like sometimes kids, okay, cool. Like you've run out of options. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. Like you don't know what to do with me anymore. So like mm-hmm. I'm in, I'm in charge. Oh, yes. <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to parent coach me. Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, can we have a virtual to- session. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can be firm with me um I just all I'm thinking right now is like how heavy that has to be sometimes for you to carry too so this is like a just a bonus question here but what do you do to kind of disconnect from work because that's a lot to carry well you know at some point I know that like kids are resilient and and like resilient I guess like they shouldn't have to be is like at the end of the day like kids shouldn't have to be resilient but they, mm-hmm. but they are. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I don't like when kids are like, well, kids are resilient. I'm like, but like, why? Like, why do they yeah. have to be? I I read, um, um, I think it was on Instagram, but I read something that was talking about like resiliency and kids and how, like what, what you just said, like, they don't, they don't need to be resilient. Like we don't like that. They're just, we just say that like as a culture, like that's what we say, but like, they mm-hmm. don't need to be, especially at such young ages, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I like, I can tell you, like, my kids have been through, like, more than, like, they should have. Like, my yeah. kids see a therapist. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. but I can also tell you, like, my kids are generally, I mean, they went to bed tonight, like, really yeah. early. And, like, <laughs> and yeah. like 
I can guarantee like they're already asleep like they're really <laughs> tired awesome. and they can like read their bodies and like but I but you know I can also say like, I don't use like their room or bedtime as a punishment for them so like mm-hmm. when I told them we were going to bed early they're like oh, okay cool <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like, like for them like it wasn't like a big deal right it was just like okay like you you think I'm tired <laughs> and I was like yeah, yeah. I do yeah. and so like teaching your kids like how to read their body like if you're misbehaving a lot is it because you're tired is it because like your like daily living things aren't being met are you hungry mm-hmm. are you tired have you had your water did you not exercise enough have you been playing Nintendo too long have you yeah. been looking at an iPad <laughs> have yeah. you watched too much like rainbow magic whatever that like <laughs> rainbow ranger whatever that unicorn thing is yeah. <laughs> Netflix I don't know <laughs> but you know like like yeah. all of those things and so like teaching your kids how to like read like what their body is like telling them mm-hmm. or like to have some like emotional and like intelligence just yeah. like having a little bit of that that's been our biggest focus, I think, is that emotional intel- intelligence, because I feel like I, went, I got, well, you knew me, college age too, um, can really, but like certain things would totally rock my world yeah. be, and I didn't have the coping skills that I needed. So I'm probably overcorrecting, <laughs> like you said, but it's so important. Well, you know, I think too, like nobody was teaching us, like they're teaching it in schools now, but when I was in school, I mean, and like you're my age, right? Um, Mm -hmm. They weren't teaching it in school. So I can look back in school and say like, okay, um, undiagnosed anxiety, undiagnosed ADHD, like Mm -hmm. where was my help? (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's changed so quickly which is great for our kids, but yeah, we kind of got- Do they really teach that in school? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like the counselor comes into class and they teach like, Mm -hmm. so my my kids did like all virtual learning last year. And so I kind of got like a glimpse into like what happens. They did like Mm -hmm. breathing exercises. Like like they came in and like we're teaching them deep breathing and like emotional intelligence and like social skills. Yeah. Wow, I didn't my, know that they did that. My sister's a high school counselor, and even in that age, she's going into these classrooms and doing that with the kids, which is kind of cool. That is cool. I this mean, I'm this- in Texas, oh, so I'm well. Like, I'm in Texas, so I don't know about okay. like the curriculum, like where y'all are, but like that's what yeah. they're doing here. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I need to look into that. I mean, my kids are not in school yet. I have my oldest is four, so like she's not. She's she's doing VPK next year, but. I need to look into that because I did not know that they did that in schools. That's actually really awesome. Mm-hmm. We got lucky with Mabry's pre-K that the assistant head of school last year, she's um, a children's like mental health counselor too. So she had a big influence over oh, wow. what they teach and what they do, which is really cool, I think. Yeah, that's amazing. The, uh, this, is, this isn't a question that we wrote out, but I was just wondering, um, do you have any like, tips for like um like how to teach emotional intelligence like at home (laughs) like little things well like a lot of things that you can do are like there's like some books um like the color monster is a good one um in Mm. my heart is a good one he's down (laughs) um and they just kind of like talk about like oh like you might feel like this or like 
the the color monster was one I read to my kids when they were like three and four years old and it's like it's so cute um Mm -hmm. like Caitlin have you read it yes and I love that you said in my heart because that's Mabry's favorite book right now and that's (laughs) been so helpful to us does she have a lot of feelings yes I'm like remember (laughs) this feeling is this the feeling and like I can I need to buy this book It's yeah, so like those are two of like my favorites. Um, and like there's like a list of other books that like I use, and those are more like therapy focused. But like the Color Monster, I bought like some worksheets off of like Teachers Pay Teachers, mm-hmm. um, because like I don't, there's really great resources on there. Um, yeah, and they're really cheap. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. and I use them like with my own kids, but like in in like the Color Monster, he's like he's this like really sad monster, and like all of his like feelings got really mixed up. And, like, he has to, like, sort them out into jars. So, like, the whole book is his, like, little journey of, like, sorting his, like, feelings into jars. And there's, like, a pop-up edition of the book. And so, like, it's really pretty. Um, And then there's, like, another one that's, like, not. So, like, your kid can't destroy it. Yeah. (laughs) Not a pop-up version. (laughs) Those are, like, really great books. And, like, in terms of, like, hey, like, can you like use like and I would say like using that same language like from those books like reading it and then like hey can you show me what your calm body looks like or like what does your excited face look like so when you're reading them just kind of redirecting it towards your child and being like hey like have you ever felt like shy before oh like I remember like did you feel shy when we were at the store and you were hiding behind my leg was that shy and like like putting it back on them and asking them if that's what they were feeling Okay, that, those are I'm I'm I'm, actually, I'm like put it on Amazon my Amazon cart right now so I can, <laughs> I can buy it later. <laughs> I love it. I asked you at the end of reading in my heart the other day. I asked Mabry. I was like, "So what are you feeling right now?" And she said, "I feel healthy." <laughs> yeah. Cute. The other thing I would like really like encourage parents, and I tell a lot of the parents that I'm talking to is like asking your kid why is like a really difficult thing for them to like do like to answer because Mm. why is I mean like I see a lot of teenagers too and like I do play therapy with teenagers sometimes when they can't like talk about like what's happening like let's draw or play Jenga or something but like why is really hard like if I can't answer why sometimes (laughs) do you think like a five-year-old can answer why no <laughs> yeah, that's a and like the thing point. is like sometimes they will answer you so it makes you feel like they can answer that question because they mm-hmm. will give you some kind of answer so it makes you feel like yes they answered me they know what they're doing like they can answer this but if you just like rephrase it into like I wonder what mm. they probably can answer it more accurately okay that's actually a really good tool because sometimes I'll ask my daughter like my oldest she's a, she's very emotional but i would i'll ask her like a like why she's angry or whatever and she's like i'm angry because this but i'm like but that doesn't make any sense because like that didn't happen to you you know <laughs> so that's actually really good i'm going to start doing that rephrasing the question yeah, yeah i and, never thought about that yes you know like i i know this and i still ask my kids why sometimes and then i get just like I'm like why no just just kidding like I know you can't answer that <laughs> let me yeah. just, like, re-ask that re-ask that but just you like know. rephrasing it to like I wonder like what is making you like upset or like I wonder what yeah like you can yeah. just like replace why with like I wonder what 
and then you may get a completely different answer it's like oh like well I didn't get the color spoon I wanted it's like okay well that's not like a a hard lot in life but like you're gonna have to deal with it today Mm -hmm. right like (laughs) like sometimes that is it but you know like (laughs) I have like a a seven-year-old and the other night she was laying in bed and my husband was like tucking her in and she was looking at her fan and just started crying (laughs) I I don't know (laughs) and then like I went in there and I was like what's wrong and he was like she was like I just was looking at my fan and was crying (laughs) 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 I was with my husband I'm like is this like is that true and he's like it is (laughs) I don't know what to tell you (laughs) it is and I was like I wonder what made you cry she's like I don't know I just have lots of feelings all the time (laughs) she sounds like me yeah Yeah, and I'm like oh we're like is this like too young for this (laughs) but you know like some people just have a lot of feelings like she's just like that she's always been like that she just has a lot of them so it's just like okay and like I was actually trying to leave the house (laughs) like I was putting in the bed so I could go somewhere okay like in that moment though like what she needed was for me not to be like stop crying because like okay like no one can stop crying (laughs) when Mm -hmm. you say stop crying yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah. so it's like okay like just sit here till she like calms down she's like I just need both of you here (laughs) okay (laughs) so we're gonna do we're all we're all just gonna sit here while you like don't don't look at the fan anymore okay (laughs) I don't know what to tell you let's cover that up (laughs) oh that's so cute though um okay I'm gonna we're gonna move we're gonna like go back to the questions but yeah so who would benefit from play therapy which you kind of touched on yeah I mean sometimes it's like kids like going through like their parents be getting divorced you could have like moved gone to a new school Mm -hmm. you could have just a lot of changes in the kid's life and so they could like do something like haul off and like smack their teacher and it's like that's really out of character for this kid yeah. but the only thing that's happened is we like moved and like they're in a new school and like I had a baby right it's just like a lot of change yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so um that is the child that could it could be a kid that like it's just it, they've been through like they've been in like three foster homes it could be like re- like a lot of trauma or just a kid that's like had a lot of change all at, yeah. all at once. So, I also feel yeah. like like COVID right now, like a lot of kids, because yeah. like my daughter went from like not seeing anyone, like she like I took her out of like school and everything, and then we also moved. <laughs> so it's yeah. like we had a lot of change, and like I just feel like even just with COVID in general, like everything has been like so like closed off. I guess you know. Yeah. Um, I feel like a oh, lot of kids sure. benefit from play therapy. <laughs> right well, now yeah. and like they've lost a lot of social skills yes yes mm-hmm. in in that transition and like depending on like where their parents stand yes. and like that like it just like really it it's really showing right and yeah. it's like mm-hmm. they don't know or like they're scared to be out or yes. they like and like a lot of schools aren't offering like online options anymore and so they're being like forced into a situation that maybe they're not comfortable with yet and Mm. like you know like like maybe their parents are comfortable but they're not comfortable (laughs) yeah yeah there's like and like their parents watch the news and they can hear it yeah 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 oh my goodness so I 
we, I don't know if this is good parenting or bad parenting. We're just winging it over here. But um, we have been kind of like the world caught a cold using it in terms like my girls could understand um, as far as like the pandemic and all of that. And then Callie, my oldest started saying like talking about COVID all the time and all of these things. And I'm like, where is she getting this from? Well, the grandparents were watching the news, like, so she <laughs> mm-hmm. was just watching it with them. Yeah. She said, I was like, oh, yeah, so I had to get, like, my flu shot or something, and she was like, oh, so you don't get COVID? And I was like, what? <laughs> Where are you getting it? But anyway, that was just an aside. But no, but it, it's true, because Finley's been the same, well, not now, but when it, when it first started, like when COVID first happened, like last year, or whatever, like, and we started wearing masks and, and all that stuff. And we, and we like, and it got a little bit more, you know, like better. And like, you didn't have to like wear a mask when you were like outside and stuff. She would be mm-hmm. like, so she'd freak out when people weren't wearing their masks and she would get close to them. She'd be like, no, mm-hmm. no, please get away. Like, go away. Like, I can't be too close. Like she'd freak out. Like, cause she would probably hear us talking about it, you know? So mm-hmm. it took mm-hmm. her like a good three, four months to like, warm up to like being okay being near people you know like going to playgrounds mm-hmm. and like not freaking out so like I didn't realize and she was only three like two three at the time I didn't realize how much of an impact it had on her like she soaked everything in you know oh mm-hmm. it, it for sure did I mean like so I, I had COVID my had COVID yeah only one of my children tested positive for COVID I don't know if the other two like gave it to us yeah. <laughs> in the house at the time. And like, by the time we all tested, like they, they weren't positive anymore, but mm-hmm. like the one that actually like tested positive, he's been the one that's been like most concerned. Yeah. And so like my parents were around somebody and like, they do a lot of our babysitting for us, um, like after school and while we work. And so they were like at a family wedding and like, there were some breakthrough cases, um, mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, no. So, like, keep the kids at home till we get our tests back to make sure, like, you know, that we're okay. And yeah. so mm-hmm. I, I told them because, like, I am more of the opinion, like, you tell the kids, like, enough. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. the kids should be, like, completely sheltered. And that's, like, a personal thing. Like, I think every family has to do, like, what's right for them. Mm-hmm. I I don't completely shelter my kids from, like, all information. So I told mm-hmm. the kids, like, hey, like, your grandparents <laughs> were exposed and they're waiting on their COVID tests. So yeah. when they were in like negative, <laughs> I mm. took him back over there and he like wouldn't go near, mm. which is like, <laughs> my mom is like one of his most favorite people in the world. Yeah. <laughs> and he like, <laughs> he had his mask on. He was like, no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> like, like I can't. And I was like, okay. Like, yeah. But like at, at that point, like, but like, here's like a little thing about like how play therapy works. Like he like struggles a lot with like, talking about emotions and like working through emotions and like on the way to therapy like I don't know like a month ago like he was like like struggling a lot like if he gets in place of like I'm a really bad kid like automatically Mm -hmm. um and like he he just always has and so now like he does really well in school and like his school gives him candy like a lollipop Mm -hmm. like you do really well I don't know. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like it works. Like he he does really well because he really wants that lollipop. Yeah. So there's a girl in his class that says like she doesn't like him, and he says, "Well, it's because she doesn't get a lollipop ever." Mm. I'm like, it sounds like you might be rubbing it in her face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's, 
<laughs> that's like a whole nother thing. So he, he was like, hey, like, is today the day we're going to therapy? And I was like, no, like on Friday. And he like counted down the days. I was like, why? He goes, well, I just want to talk to my therapist about this. <laughs> And I'm like, he's like a six-year-old. <laughs> and yeah. so, you know, like we had been on the way to therapy when he had gotten in, when he was like working through his issue and like kind of like at this like precipice of like he got in trouble in the car for like goofing off with his sister and like had to see his therapist like five minutes after that happened. Mm. And like they had some like breakthrough where he was like fine and was like regulated emotionally after that incident and like was their relationship is like strong enough now that like he could tell me about it but like he felt like he really wanted to work through that with her mm-hmm. and I was like I was like okay with that yeah I was like, okay like cool like you want to go talk to your therapist about this like I'm not I'm not any good anymore you know mm-hmm. yeah it's like not you the therapist my my therapist I'm like okay mm-hmm. <laughs> that's cool <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, it, it's crazy though. You think about when I was in um, my education classes, how kids there they'll have seven adults in their life who will be impactful in whatever way, and it's kind of cool to be able to have some control over that person who's helping your kid regulate things and work through things and is a safe person for them. I love that. Yeah. You have a really powerful job. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I got so caught up. I forgot I have to ask questions. <laughs> Sorry, <y'all. laughs> I'm like, wow. Okay. So how is play therapy for individual children and family play therapy different? So there may be like an incident, say like you have like a group of children and one of them is like injured while they're all playing together and, mm-hmm. um, it impacts like the family system Mm. so like all of the kids have to kind of work through like what happened but also the child has to work through their own trauma so I I may do like family therapy and like individual play therapy with that one child and I may also in like different scenarios be bringing different kids in from that family or the parents in from that family to work with that child so it, it's kind of like when whenever like what like whatever it was that happened impacted like a lot of people in that family you kind of yeah. bring in like whatever dynamic it is that you need to like work on and direct them to do like activities together okay yeah That's so you awesome. can do so you can basically do play therapy like with by themselves or you can do it all together right yeah it gets a little chaotic when you have a lot of kids in there I mean it's kind of like fun it's like cool I don't really care what happened (laughs) like if it was my house like I would definitely care what happened but it's not my house so I don't really care Mm -hmm. and like it's it's more fun um it's really interesting to see when you have like a family with a lot of kids when you bring different combinations of children in like what happens Mm -hmm. so you know I've, I've done both and it's very interesting. I'm sure mm-hmm. it's so because like I couldn't even imagine like going in with my three kids like we would be coming in hot and then like mm-hmm. having therapy on top of that. I don't even know like I don't even know how that would that how that would go down. <laughs> yeah or like think about I think about when I was a kid with my siblings too yeah. how those sibling dynamics come oh my into gosh, play yeah. like I wouldn't have done 
I'd have been like, okay, I'm gonna let them take the lead and see yeah, what happens. Same. Like, it's really interesting to think about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the mom's like, so I'm not going back today, right? And they're like, they're like, taking their, I can drink my Starbucks out here by myself, like in the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, can you can do that. Can you do like sibling um, play therapy, like when they all, like all together, or is it usually just individual? Well, so like, yeah, like when I'm doing like family, like sometimes I'll just bring like the siblings back and leave the parents up front. Um, And so like that's considered like family play therapy. And then, and like sometimes I'll bring like the parents where I've had like a whole family of like six back there with me, um, which was like super chaotic. Mm -hmm. But it was also interesting to see like kind of like the dynamics of like the parents and the kids and like the kids with each other. And the kid that was like, well, I'm your client, <laughs> right? Like, um, she was like, they're ruining my happy place. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, so it's, it's interesting to see like kind of like what happens and then like just bringing back like one of her siblings with her, right? And like seeing what happens when, when it's just a sibling and like mm. your identified patient, right? So kind of like, seeing dynamics between like different family members is kind of like how we do it when it's like family play therapy mm. yeah well wow, that's so that's so interesting um I have a quick question so how do you go about like finding like a good play therapist like what do you like research well so like you can become like a registered play therapist through the association of play therapy okay and um now I'm actually not a registered play therapist because like it's just like a lot of like CEUs and they like charge you to do it. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And so like, mm-hmm. it's just like the same thing with like a lot of things. They just want to charge you extra to do some of those mm-hmm. things. So, you know, I have training in it and like, I do it. I would, I would call and like ask for a consultation. A lot of people okay. that are doing therapy with anybody, like for yourself or for your kids or, like they'll give you like a consultation. And so it's talking to them and like seeing if like they're a good fit for you or your kid. Yeah. Cause everyone does mm-hmm. therapy a little bit different. And the biggest part of like seeing if therapy will work is seeing if like the relationship is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If your kid like, hates makes the sense. therapist, yeah. it's yeah. Like, if your kid hates the therapist, it's not going to work. No. Yeah. And it's like, it's yeah. like for like adult therapy, like I've gone through some, I've gone through therapy before and like, I have some therapists that I'm just like, no, like, I just don't, like, I don't click with you. I don't feel comfortable talking to you. And like, it just doesn't work out, you know? Yeah. So, like yeah, if, if you bring your kid to me and your kid doesn't like me, I could be like the best play therapist in the world. But yeah. if your kid doesn't like me, like, okay, mm-hmm. I could, I could be like a mediocre play therapist. And your kid could love me. Yeah. And like yeah. they could really benefit because like they really enjoyed being with me and their relationship was good between us. Yeah. Oh, so it's just like meeting like you like talking and seeing like do I get along with her like do I think like for him and like does my kid get along with them and like because like honestly like if if you get like jive with them pretty well there's a good chance like your your child will because like Mm. the parent of your child (laughs) Mm -hmm. so like they're gonna kind of like lean towards people that are like you yeah that that makes sense. sense And you sent me a registry right before where I, I have been looking to. Mm-hmm. 
So maybe we could post that for listeners. And yeah, I'm- it's the Association for Play Therapy. And like mm-hmm. I'm on, I like I'm on their website. I'm in their directory. Um, anybody that's like doing play therapy has training in play therapy is most likely in those like directories. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I'm registered in Texas. I'm registered like nationwide as like a person that's doing play therapy. I see a, a lot of children. I see a lot of teenagers. So I'm doing it on a regular basis. Like I don't just have mm-hmm. like one child client. So you like you want to like ask us questions like do you see a lot of children? Have you seen a lot of children? Oh yeah. Because <laughs> like sometimes like yeah I see kids but you know I haven't done it in like ten years. It's like they may not yeah. <laughs> may not be the person. Like do you see kids with ADHD? Because like if your kids like that's what you suspect they're struggling with, and they're like well mostly it's just like really traumatized children. Maybe you mm-hmm. want to find somebody that's doing more ADHD stuff mm. that makes really interesting okay so what are three takeaways that you want listeners to know about play therapy well like we're not just playing mm-hmm. <laughs> we're actually doing work but like it sounds like we are because I give your kids toys when they leave mm-hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> like you know like it looks like I'm bribing them to like me and maybe I am a little bit but like it, <laughs> it it's also like and like too like it can be slow moving right because it's like you can't see like well you didn't give my kid like three things to work on this week like mm-hmm. the kid just like left and was in like a good mood or like maybe they made like a calming jar but like other than that it didn't look like they had a lot of like directives as to like what to do so it can look a little more slow moving but yeah. like all of a sudden like your kid like in six months has more self-confidence you don't know where that came from well it came from therapy you just didn't like see it happening um so it can look like it's like slow moving but just like trust the process Mm -hmm. and then like three like it's like a family system like we may be working with just like the child in the session or like talking with the parent for like five to ten minutes but if like the therapist is like giving you like any direction or like any recommendation like we can't like just fix your kid like fixed I say in the air quotes you can't see me but that's what Mm -hmm. I'm doing with my hands um I can't just like say like okay like I'm gonna like fix the kid and like you don't have to do anything like you're fine Mm -hmm. and you're perfect (laughs) like that's like what they want (laughs) like I will tell you like I see a lot of families a lot of kids and teenagers and like that's what they want fix my kid like I don't want to change what I'm doing Mm. yeah so they don't want to put in the work (laughs) right because they're like well or like they say they do, but then it's like, yeah. okay, well, did you try the things that we talked about like two months ago? They're like, yeah, I tried it like once and I didn't see a difference. <laughs> and like, mm-hmm. you know, um, Caitlin, like, you know, like, okay, well, I can like go for a run once and <laughs> yeah. that's not really going to make a difference <laughs> right? in like anything, right? So yeah, there's got to be like a lot of effort and like consistency if like you want to see the changes at home too. Cause like I can like do everything I can to help your child, but at the end of the day, like you have to like do those things too. Cause like mm-hmm. I can't fix them. Yeah. It's like the parent coaching, I feel like is almost more than the actual play therapy sessions sometimes. Cause you're unpacking all of this stuff, but we steer the ship a lot of times as parents. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely like a combination. I do like a lot of, it's like, it's, it's definitely both. Mm-hmm. 
Man. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I yes. feel like I have so much to think about in just Same. work I'm, I'm, I agree. I, I'm like looking up all these like play therapy, like books and everything. Cause I yeah. think it, this was so interesting. I really appreciate it. I oh, know my like biggest thing I'm working on now is not saying why rephrasing why that's going to be my <laughs> yeah, me big too. thing. But yeah, thank you, Kimberly, for taking yeah. time with us. I miss you so much. Oh, I miss you too. <laughs> Have a great night. <laughs> oh, Have a great night, too. listeners. Thanks Bye. for having me on, guys. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening and spending time with us today. All resources and information can be found under our show notes and on our Instagram page at magicofmamahood underscore podcast. Let us know what topics you would like to listen to next and how we can meet you during your personal season of mamahood. If you're finding value in this podcast, please rate, review, subscribe, or share with a friend. This will help us with our mission to empower mamas and women from all over. Talk to you soon.